Welcome to the week six BQBL Failcast. I am your host, Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Matthew. Dr. Matthew, did anything go right this week for anyone, really? Um, Jake. Things went well for Jake. Philip Rivers was really bad, and he started him. Um, so I think, I think things went well for Jake, and he started his best lineup. Russ also started his best lineup. Um, Will had no choices to make. And those were about the rest of, that's about all that went good for people. <laughs> that's true. Yes, it, it, it's almost as though having no choice is better than having a choice because to, to Matthew's point, all of the other owners would have been better doing the opposite, um, starting the two teams that they did not start. Uh, so it was, it was one of those weeks. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was, it was one of those weeks. There were four negative scores on the week. Uh, that is total scores. Yes, where, where both starters combined created a negative score. And I was one of them. In fact, I was the worst of them? Question mark? Yeah, yeah. It was very close for last place this week. You uh, won slash lost at negative 15, uh, just eking out Nick at negative 13 and Joe at negative 12. So it's a really, really an exciting uh, race for the bottom. Yeah, Miami scoring negative 13 for me was easily the surprise of the week. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, are, are we going to change your minds about Fitzpatrick? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick good? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think it's now, I think it's right, the correct time to change our minds on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he is good, and I also think that this means that he will get benched next week. Yeah, because he does that rope a dope thing, where he get he gets uh-huh. you going one way, and then he just he he has the heel turn, and he goes right to like yeah. throwing throwing picks, and then we'll see Tua this, in there. This is absolutely the right week for him to get benched, incidentally, um, because they are on by the following week. So what this week Miami is playing the Jets, and that's the only problem is that the Jets are terrible. Yeah, do we like? But but if but, uh, you were to lose to the Jets, my God, that would that would truly be yeah. spectacular. Yeah. So really, the most likely scenario I feel like is him having a terrible first half, getting pulled for Tua, and that way they'll play Tua a half, give him a week uh, to acclimate during the bye, and then be ready to start him afterwards. Does this mean I have to start Miami <laughs> against the Jets? Yes. Yes, I need to totally totally start Miami against the Jets, and. And I'm not just trying to talk you into that. God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So you were one of two teams to have three of their four uh, teams score in the negative. The other was Joe. And we went into Tuesday night thinking that there was a chance that he might tie a record with all four of his teams in the negative. Carolina, the Chargers, Kansas City were already negatives. Um, and he's still at Buffalo. Um, Buffalo had been strong up until this point, but they were one of two benchings on the week. Yeah, and who, who did Buffalo bring in? I can't remember. Who was their back? Matt Barkley. Matt, oh, our old friend Matthew Barkley. How oh. can you forget Matt Barkley? I, I don't know. But it was, it was glorious because 
this was this was all of the bad things that have happened to to Buffalo, and this is like this is the perfect Josh Allen turnaround time, a week ahead of the perfect uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick turnaround time. And there was one interception. The uh, there was an interception that he threw where the wide receivers just milled around while the guy returned it, and they like they looked like they were trying to like show of making an effort, but then whenever the the cornerback started running their way, they kind of just like ran away from the guy returning it. Um, and I was just imagining that they were yelling, yelling at Josh Allen, like, you threw it, you tackle him. I have no interest in doing it. And they made Josh Allen make the tackle at, like, the five-yard line. Everyone on the team was acting like A.J. Green? Pretty oh. much, yes. It, and that's exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty fantastic. But to his credit, he so, made the tackle. Josh Allen made that yeah. tackle. Yeah, yeah. He, he hustles. Don't let anyone say he doesn't hustle. Um, so, as I said, Buffalo is one of the two benchings on the week. The other was San Francisco. Um, second week in a row, they've had a benching. Second week in a row, I benched them. So, uh, you're starting Miami this week, I guess. I suppose I'll be starting San Francisco. You have to. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm starting San Francisco this week. Um, actually, I've already locked in San Francisco and Philadelphia. But San Francisco, uh, high score this week of 88 on my bench. Oh, we should probably uh, also, you should probably do a mea culpa for not actually emailing the list, but just putting your starters into the spreadsheet. You should oh yeah, do that. yeah, yeah, I, uh, yes, I did an email. I put mine uh, in, the, um, in the spreadsheet. Uh, as I said, my week six ones are already in the spreadsheet. Um, but anyhow, um, I, I did this. So um, that's, yeah, my bad on that one. Um, Although to be clear, you would have actually, you would have actually done better with the other two teams starting. <laughs> I, I was going to say as punishment, we gave me the teams I started and not San Francisco, which is the four o'clock game. Right. So you actually ended up worse yeah. off. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I started Philly and Washington uh, who were fine um, combined for 38. And so I tied Will. Uh, who also got 38 from the Jets and Cincinnati um, and uh, Joe Burrow almost getting shut out. Yeah, the, uh, that field goal. I think someone pointed out that there were only two teams that have kicked a field goal in that kind of a situation. Um, two coaches that have like made the move of when you're losing dramatically, instead of going for the touchdown, just like kicking the field goal late so you don't get shut out. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, it was like Joe Judge, and I want to say uh, oh, I can't remember who the other co the other coach was, but it's like it's not a common thing to just take the three points instead of going for a touchdown. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the only the fifth time since 1970 a team kicked a field goal in the final minute to avoid a shutout. Yes. Huh. Interesting. In 1970, you know who did it? Paul Brown. Ah, that, that seems fitting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tr truly setting the tone for his, his, uh, his franchise for years to come. Then again, Although, I don't, I don't see anything in here about how many teams have had the opportunity to kick a field goal and did not. That's fair could be selection bias, like most interesting statistics. Yeah. 
So I don't want to don't want to get too far with that, but it is fun. I I, I do like the the Paul Brown um, comparison there. So Jake, we should say did not get a benching, but uh, as I said, Philip Rivers was was bad. Yeah, when are, when are we going to see Rivers get benched? And yeah, and what on earth were they thinking? Getting like putting Jacoby Brissett on the bench after having signed him for a couple years, bringing in an awful looking Philip Rivers, and then just have, trucking him out there for a bunch of losses. I I don't know. Philip Rivers is so good at losing games. I, I I don't yeah I don't understand. He throws so many terrible interceptions. He doesn't look like he has an arm anymore. I don't know what he's doing out there. Well, um, Brissett. To be fair, it could be the Chargers. It could be that, that, that San Diego has poisoned the team as well as Phillip Rivers, such that even now that the team is in L.A. and Phillip Rivers is in Indianapolis, they're still prone to unexplained injuries and losing games in embarrassing ways, usually via kicking. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it might be that there's just, you know, maybe the, the San Diego poison, there's just a, a longer half-life with this, right? Because, um, you know, like we had a, I remember when we were, we were gardening in our yard, there was a black walnut and it poisons the ground. It takes a couple years for the poison to go away. We saw last year, the Chargers in LA still lost games in the most unimaginable ways possible, but this year they already won a game on a missed field goal. So maybe things are turning around there. Except this is Philip Rivers this first week. year, maybe next year. Well, can we talk about the the field goal that they missed um, this week to win over uh, – oh, God, who are they playing this week that they could have kicked to win? Was it Seattle? Oh, okay, yeah, we can talk about this. Um, they were playing New Orleans. Sorry, New Orleans. It was a Monday night game. And they, they had the – they drove down the field, you know, were in position to kick a field goal to win off the right upright – the and then they went to overtime and lost and lost yeah no that's a good point it was a 50-yard field goal to be fair but yeah no that's a good point um so maybe they're not out of the woods yet uh with the, with the curse but we'll see right uh, yeah i'm not i'm not at all ready they've already had key injuries and um weird injuries and already missed some kicks so i, I am not at all ready to dismiss them as having the ground no longer being poisoned. Yeah. No, it's okay. They do have a bye this week, so uh, they're not going to lose any, any games in a stupid fashion this week. Uh, at least it would take some effort. They could still have a weird injury, though. They absolutely could still have a weird injury. Yeah, that, that absolutely could happen. Yeah. So anyway, they put it up uh, 54. Uh, Rivers threw a pick six. He also took a, a safety on, a, I think, an intentional grounding call. So that was good for 54. Will got 16 from, or sorry, Jake got 16 from Cleveland as well. Um, and his 70 was good enough to win the week. I mentioned that Will and I tied at 38 in second place. Um, and then the only other team over zero was Russ, who got 15 from the Giants and the single point from Jacksonville. Yeah, he avoided starting his negative New Orleans. Um, and he was one of the, the, the few that avoided having a negative score this week. But yeah, the, 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 the end of it, as you mentioned, was taken up by Joe at negative 12. 
Nick at negative 13, myself at negative 15. Oh, and I, I missed Sarah at negative two. So that was the, uh, the yeah, Sarah, who, that, a fall Sarah who's Grace, the leader right? going in. Yeah. Yeah, except I would say, right, this is, you know, this is the sort of week that is helpful in, in terms of winning the league. She finished at negative two, what's a, a bad week, but still pulled out three wins. So she maintains uh, a solid advantage. Um, she's still up four and a half over Will um, and uh, five and a half over Jake. So um, picking up three wins when you get negative two is pretty solid. Agree. Yeah. And yeah, meanwhile, Nick, um, with his negative 13, he's up to a total of negative 59 points on the year that he has started. So um, he's going the wrong direction there. We've, yeah, and we've already seen, even though it's early in the season, that some of the late round picks have really started to look good. You know, Atlanta was a last round pick, and they've been one of Sarah's uh, better teams. Yep. Um, uh, Dallas is probably going to start looking a lot better for Nick. They were a last round pick. Now that Dak is injured, Detroit has been good for Will. That was a third round pick. Um, Tampa Bay has been fine for Sarah. Cleveland as yep. a third round pick for Jacob has been excellent. San Francisco for you has been one of the best teams, if not the highest scoring teams in the league. And they were a third round pick. So really a yeah. lot of these late round picks have come through um, Two for Sarah which explains a lot about why she's winning. I mean, you know, Baltimore has been the uh, top scoring fourth place team thus far on, on my team. Um, yeah, I would say my, my management skills uh, absolutely should be questioned at the moment. I, I'm leading the league with almost 400 total points, but uh, I've only started 111 of those. Um, so I, I've only started 28% of my points thus far which is pretty awful. Can you explain to me how Nick has started 491% of his points? <laughs> uh, I am not an applied mathematician. So can you explain it to no. me in small terms that I'll understand? Well, you see, he has scored a negative 12 total, um, but he started negative 59. Um, so as you can tell, that's uh, almost five times as many negative points as he has scored. What? <laughs> that don't make no sense. <laughs> I think that that uh, that that Zamboni on fire in Rochester is is Nick's team right now. <laughs> Oh man, one of the comments I I saw someone today, because right, it, it had trans, it was trailing transmission fluid before it caught fire. So there's this trail of red transmission fluid. Someone made a made a Back to the Future joke, it was, which is pretty fantastic because you got the trail and then just the thing on fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, normally normally uh, over a hundred percent means that you've done a good job of avoiding the negatives, right? Uh, your total points is less than the point started. Um, for Nick, the negatives are canceling. So it means he's actually avoided the positive scores thus far. Um, and so he has managed to be more negative than uh, his total points, which is still <laughs> negative. Truly an achievement. I'm glad that Nick is also a mathematician so that he can understand the depth 
of his failure so far. <laughs> Maybe uh, they should have said. Uh, I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe's at negative twenty six percent now. That's that's fair. Um, and and as as uh, as as kind of middle to upper level management, I think Joseph is in a perfect position to fire himself. <laughs> Actually, who am I kidding? He'll fire an underling and give himself a raise. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, it's that's yeah. fine. Uh, this is this is all good. And uh, and Sarah, whose whose profession is lawyer slash homemaker, uh, is in the lead. So maybe you know, maybe Where? working is the problem. Mm. Sarah's still a lawyer. That's true. Um, so we have uh, four buys this week. Las Vegas, the LA Chargers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. Um, none of those are going to be huge losses. I mean, I know, I guess the Chargers were the number one overall pick, so they haven't been playing like that so far. Uh, Justin Herbert continues to look good. Um, not even not bad. He continues to look good uh, against all odds. So um, that's that's been very disappointing for Joe so far. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to think that the we might be in the realm of 24 7 points for the jets is there another team besides the jets that you think is is hovering towards chaos uh so i could totally see the 49ers starting someone this week who's not currently on the roster that's fair um that's certainly possible um i mean if they could trade for tyrod would they Yeah, they could do that. Um, I'm trying to think what other team is really, really moving towards disaster. I mean, I think Cleveland is constantly on the cusp of disaster, but they're also four and one. Yes. Someone said that to four me. Four and one with a negative POA. I know. I, I literally told them that that was not true, that Cleveland was not four and one. I just didn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, what I, I just what, did you see that right? there's two, two one and four teams with positive DVOAs and two uh, four and one teams with negative DVOAs. So Cleveland is four and one with a negative DVOA, and let's see. Yeah. I guess I'm guessing the other one is uh, the Packers, maybe. No, uh, Packers are undefeated, aren't they? Oh yeah, that could be. Who's the other? Oh, is it the Bills? Who is it? No, no. You, the Packers was the correct division. Wrong team. The Vikings? No, the the Vikings are one and four with a positive DVOA. Ah, so I was close. You were close, <laughs> except totally yeah. wrong. Yeah, this is. It's probably another team that you don't realize is four and one. Don't talk, the Bears can't be four and one. The Bears are four and one. What? It doesn't make any sense. They benched their quarterback. <laughs> They're not good. Yes, and they have a negative DVOA. And I believe the Texans also have a positive DVOA at one and four. Well, that makes sense. They've, they've played really tough teams. They have, yes. Aye. Yeah, this, this year is, is really yes. something. Yeah. Yeah, so the the DVOA the week five just came out and it says that the uh, 
the uh, Cleveland and Chicago are among the worst four and one teams they've ever ranked. Um, Minnesota and Houston are among the best one and four teams. Yeah, I, I definitely would have guessed that Minnesota was four and one before Chicago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and not they're not they're the opposite. So uh, that says something about I don't know either how much you pay attention or uh, your perception of those teams. So I have an important question Maybe. to you to finish this up. Twenty twenty okay. does seem like the year of Matt Millen. If Matt Millen were running for president, who would his vice president be? Um, I, I think it would have to be a wide receiver. I mean, would it be Charles Johnson? Could be. Or, uh, yeah, Char I'm sorry, to... Charles, Charles that Rogers. Is that, is that what his name is? Charles, Charles Rogers? Rogers? Yes. Um, yeah, maybe Charles Rogers. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a wide receiver. Uh, Charles Rogers is, is a reasonable choice. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other, any other solid wide receiver choices there. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah. he, gets, he gets maligned for it a bit, but Calvin Johnson will probably be a Hall of Famer. And Roy, William, Roy, Roy Williams, was it? Roy Williams? No, Andre John. Who, who else started in, um, in Detroit in that, that run? Was it Roy Williams? No, it's Roy, Roy Williams is correct. Yeah, he was, he was better than average. I mean, I guess as a top three pick, you're supposed to be better than average, but... You are supposed to be uh, better than average. And Charles um, Rogers was a total flop. So, I, I mean, all right. I, I'm not going to try to yeah. put a positive spin on Matt Millen. But no, you want to you you give it a try? I, 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 um, I did my best. Let's see. I mean, his, his, uh, what, his early 2000s first-round picks, mm. Jeff Backus, mm. Joey Harrington, oh. Charles Rogers, yeah. Roy Williams. Yeah. Mike Williams. <laughs> right. Mike Williams. Fat Mike. Um. <laughs> yeah. Er Ernie Sims. Calvin Johnson. That one worked out. Yeah. And then something called Goster Chilius. Cherilus. Yeah, I remember Goster Cherilus. Cherilus. Cherilus, yes. Yes, indeed. And actually, that I think Jeff Backus great. had a long career, um, even though it wasn't a great career. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are those are pretty horrible. Fat Mike Williams might be the yeah. worst court, the worst wide receiver drafted in the top ten. Although now that I say that, I'm thinking like, could it be John Ross? Could it be Troy Williamson? Like there were a lot of really bad receivers drafted in the top ten. So maybe he's not. But man, he was never good in the league. No, no, he wasn't. Um, let's see. There was a. Uh... There was a, I was looking at, someone, someone did a, uh, a scorecard from 2002 to 2015 of all the GMs. Yeah. Um, was there anyone worse than Matt Millen? It, it looks like Millen was 88th of the 93 that they ranked. Ooh, who was below him? Um, was Gettleman below him? Uh, I know Gettleman, that's before Gettleman. No, Gettleman was not. Gettleman actually ranked uh, one, two, three, four, five. He ranked fifth on that list. Wow. Gettleman yeah. coming through. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much, what you think about those rankings. Um, 
you know, Ozzie Newsom was somewhere in the in the middle. Wait. Um, no, are these what what order are these in? I don't know. It's probably by um, weight. If that's the weight. if that's the situation, they probably did it by weight. Yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Gentleman uh, was was at the top. Uh, George Kokinis, Mike Holmgren, Michael Lombardi, John Isaac, and Jay Zygmunt, uh were John Isaac is not terrible. Uh, I mean, he's not great, but uh, yeah. He was uh, in the terms Jets, of like though. the uh, yeah. In terms of approximate value from uh, Pro Football Reference uh, from 2002 to 2015, he was worse. Yeah, Isaac did kind of ruin the Jets for a while, so. Oh yeah, uh, he ruined them as opposed to like how they're not ruined anymore. Well, I mean, some would say that they were set up to, to actually be fine during the uh, Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan years. Like they did make two that's consecutive true. AFC championships. No, that's totally fair. They did. That still amazes me. I try to, I it constantly have to remind myself because I just sort of wipes from my brain. Um, Cause that seems unlikely, but you're right. That did happen. Yeah. Holmgren yeah. does make some sense though. Yes, definitely, definitely believe uh, Holmgren. Um, yeah. Well, Matt Millen, you're not running. I might vote for you, but I, I'm not going to because uh, I'm, I'm voting the only sane way, which is uh, going to be a, a talking point for the next three weeks. But uh, until that time... Maybe don't make that decision, Milanesque, but all your other decisions. May those be Milanesque. Take it easy, guys. Have a good week.